Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we are here with a really awesome guest, Kinda. Can you introduce yourself and describe what you do? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm Kinda Habrawi. I'm an artist and I'm a co-founder at Mint and Laurel. Um, I'm Arab American. I'm from Syria originally, and I grew up in Saudi Arabia. So I was born and raised in Saudi. And then I came to California for college and have been here since. Oh, wow. My father's from Saudi Arabia. From? Oh, he's from there. Yeah. Where in Saudi where? were you? Uh, Jeddah. How about you? So I was born in Dahran and I um, grew up in Aramco. So I'm what's called an Aramco brat. And um, yeah, so I lived on that compound for many, many years, called it home. People always ask why my accent is so American. And that's... That's the answer. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why, um, because we were in an American compound and my schooling was all with American teachers. Um, But yeah, my family's all from Halab, from Aleppo. Awesome. Cool. Those who don't know, my grandpa's also from Halab. So got a little bit of a little bit of a Halabi connection here. Yeah. And a Saudi one, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, sh- by the way, shout out to Mandy for connecting us. Thanks, Mandy. Um, yes. One of our Mandy friends. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Mandy, uh, Mandy is one of our, was one of our mentor. We call them minterns um, at Minton Laurel. Oh, so cute. Have, I like that. Yes, we, yeah, exactly. So they're a really important part of our team. And um, yeah, big shout out to Mandy for connecting us. Yeah. And also thank you guys. When we launched our justice and freedom t-shirts, you guys were the first to post it oh, awesome. on your Instagram. So really, really appreciate that. It was an important, um, you know, message that we wanted to like send out. Uh, we were inspired by the black lives movement um, among other things, of course, you know, I think being Arab American, there's so many layers to that here. Um, being Muslim American, um, you know, working with refugees for many years like I have. Um, so, yeah, it just all kind of seemed to be an important, um, just a, like, concept, you know, the justice and freedom. I think it, it, it can apply to so many different things. Um, so, so thank you again for, like, yeah, hosting, absolutely. giving us a Yeah, yeah, they're great shirts. Um, so do you want to give everyone, the listeners, a general overview of what Mint and Laurel is and what it, what you do? Yeah, for sure. So Mint and Laurel is a um, social enterprise. It's an e-commerce. And we launched about a year and a half ago. Um, like I said, I myself am an artisan. You know, I studied Arabic calligraphy with a master calligrapher in Halab in Aleppo when I was a teenager and I'm a painter. So a lot of my work is very much around Arabic calligraphy, modern Arabic calligraphy. Um, And I also had worked on, um, you know, refugee organizations and humanitarian work on the Syrian Turkish border for a number of years. So I was also um, on the ground and and witnessed a lot of what was going on. So I think I kind of wanted to marry my two passions, one which was like the craft and the tradition and the heritage of Syria, of the country that I came from, to help preserve it. Um, Because, you know, a lot of these artisans are at risk, you know, of, um, of being going extinct, really, that community Um, Because I know what it's like as an artist and an artisan. And so it was really important to showcase them, to change also the narrative around Syria, 
Um, so much of what we hear on the news is war and refugees. And I think it was important for me to, uh, you know, as someone from that country to and that culture, it's really important to show that side too, to show this, the craftsmanship, the beauty, the culture, the thousands of years old heritage. Um, these are really like just kind of important concepts. And then lastly, of course, providing economic, um, just some economic freedom to those artisans, to the small businesses, to these small enterprises, um, much of which is like a pass down from generation, right? So we we work with a group, we work with groups in Hama and in Halab and Sham on many different like um, products. So mainly we import Syrian soap, which is called Sabun Ghar or um, Aleppo Laurel soap. It's really like something I grew up with that I'm obsessed with and I use all the time. And so we wanted to create variations of that soap product. So we work with a guy in Hama, for example. He's an artisan that has been, is third generation. He's one of the last few that still does um, cotton, weaves the cotton textiles, blankets and towels on the wooden loom. So he sits there and like works on his wooden loom and creates these really beautiful towels and blankets. So we sell those products here as well. Um, so again, it's about changing the narrative. You know, when you gift someone one of our products, now all of a sudden there's a different conversation around Syria and you're also helping a community that's just trying to make a living and provide for their family. So I think that was the long answer to your question. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that was a great answer. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I also like, I, I saw on the website, it said that this is not, you're not in the retail business, but you're in the human connection business. And like that definitely shows. Just Thank you for from, saying that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't get into this to like, you know, of course we want to be able to provide for our team um, across the board, but it was also really important as since I do come from this, like, you know, nonprofit background as well, that we relay that information where it's not a charity. We're not giving a handout. Like, I don't, that's what I say. We don't like to give a handout. We like to give a hand up. Um, so you're really empowering people when you um, just basically give them, you know, that, 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 that they say in Arabic, right? They, you give them that value of their product, like of, of making a living in their product. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned where the, where, where Laurel comes in, like with the name of the, of Mint and Laurel, how about Mint? What, what inspired the two, like the combination? Well, mint is something that's used a lot um, in our cooking and traditions. And it's also, I think, just the idea of freshness. Like I wanted everything to have that kind of fresh, organic um, feeling and that create that kind of like, you know, um, sense, you know. Uh, if you've ever smelled our soaps or tried them, that's the best way I can describe a laurel soap. It's very fresh and it's very clean. Um, and also mint was a very easy name. So there was like, there's many things to that. Like it was easy to say, um, it was reminiscent, but not too like obvious. Um, and it just kind of has that fresh, it, it kind of evokes that kind of freshness feeling. That's a name that smells good. <laughs> Perfectly yeah. said. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Exactly. Well yeah. done. Cool. Um, and... So you're so the artisans you partner with, I 
read, are they all in Tunisia, Lebanon, and Syria at the moment? So yes, um, our focus is mainly Syria now. There are a few in Lebanon we've worked with and we have worked with an artisan um, in Tunisia, um, which is where the scarves come from that are in the, um, the Amrika collection. So those are made in Tunisia and then the soaps are made in Syria. We launched the Amrika collection um, July 4th, which was very appropriate, I think. And uh, it really is about telling a story of who we are as a culture, like Arab Americans. Um, so like I said, like a lot of the product, the, they're basically larger, lar our larger gifting products. So we call them our luxury gifts and we pair different items. Um, along with soap. So all of our gifts, no matter what it is, it usually comes with a soap. So it's really fun because you can get this like product in the mail and it just smells like we tell people tell us all the time, like their mailbox ends up smelling really good. Um, so the Amrika collection, we started with these Tunisian scarves and she does a really beautiful job, the artisan who makes the scarves of combining kafiye, that kafiye material along with, she had this like really cool bandana so kind of merging those two. So that was our first one and it sold out really fast and everything is in red, white, and blue. So we always like kind of look at the design and like what, you know, the overall like look and feel is as well as the quality of the product. Um, and so now we're launching, so we launched two of those different ones. Like, so the first one was, um, I think it was like bold and beautiful which was the, the one with the scarf. And then we did a one with a, with a Tunisian towel and it had like the eagle eye, which is very like, you know, reminiscent of the Middle East. It was like this beautiful red, bright red uh, towel. Um, you can still see them online. And then we had our like two different soaps and then the loofah. So we had like also a body mitt, like it's a mitt glove from Damascus, which is amazing if you like a good scrub. I use mine all the time in my shower. Um, and so now our latest is the Amrika Loud and Proud box. So it has this, again, really beautiful, like, kafiya black scarf. And then it has this really beautiful color, colorful, um, like, rainbow uh, sash um, on it. And then, again, it's got the red and white, the red and white, red and blue soaps. And then it's got a red bow. So it's, again, like, the whole collection is about how we're all Americans from different parts of the world, different races, different backgrounds, no matter where you're from, that's what makes up America. Um, and for us as Arab American, that's all inclusive too. Oh, everyone go check out the pics. We'll, we'll post some pictures with the episode too, so people can browse it. That collection, is that out now or is it, you're about to launch? that one so the Amrika collection has been out but we yeah. always do one-of-a-kind boxes right. so some of these bigger boxes like they're one of a kind so if you feel if you find it get your hands on it asap because they do go fast and we only make a couple of them um so they're super limited edition and that's the thing with working with artisans is that like the products are like handmade one of a kind generally speaking so it's not like mass production so the, I, I love that because there's a lot of heart you know you can tell in the quality of the product there's a lot of there's a story behind it and there's a lot of heart so yes the um, so the Amrika um, loud and proud is just launching we have it currently on the website it's for 170 dollars and we ship nationwide um, so it it's beautiful, whether you have it for yourself or you want to gift it to someone, I think it's really special. You can include like a handwritten note card, which is complimentary. Um, so yeah, like a, yeah, 
I'm really, I'm really proud of the whole Enrica collection. It just, it just felt like the right, the right kind of thing to do as oh. an Oh, got it. Okay, so it's like an over. It's like a collection with various um, sub parts. Sub parts. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that. every few months yeah. we'll drop one of one of those boxes, um, new, like a new one, basically. Um, do you want to talk about like past products? I know we we mentioned the t-shirts. Um, do you want to talk about some of the past uh, products? Yeah, so I think all the products again, like they're they're all soap-based gifting, and and what was what's been really interesting is that I think elevating like a soap bar has been really fun. Um, that's kind of been my intent intent really again with Mint and Laurel is taking some of our more traditional products and how do we elevate them to give them value and then to bring them up to like a more modern, you know, um, space where we are today, like as customers, like what we're looking for. So we're looking for things that are eco-friendly, that are good for the environment. Um, we're looking for beautiful packaging. Um, we're looking for quality, you know, materials. So we're really transparent with how something is made, where it's made and the ingredients. Um, so, you know, like, so that's kind of like the ethos behind all of our products and sort of what we try and do. Um, so we, some of our more popular products have been like the Baba box or the Mama box, which is where I bring my Arabic calligraphy into it. So you'll be able to see those, um, uh, you know, it's just like we collaborated with Ahmed Effendim, who's this like amazing Syrian American rapper on the Baba box, you know, and he, he's a father himself. And so we took one of his lyrics that was about his father, put it on a card. You know, I did the calligraphy for Baba and then it's a great gift to give to your dad, grandfather or uncle or, um, so that was a really popular one. So it comes with our two soaps, the Amber with Musk and the Kessa Bay Leaf and with a loofah. Um, and we really did. We really did well with those. People were excited about that launch. And the Mama Box, we launched on Mother's Day. Same thing. It's a lavender with bay leaf, or you can get the Damascus jasmine, um, and it comes with like a fragrance pouch. And the fragrance pouches are also really special because we take like a rabani, which is this um, embroidery that's very. It's a hundred fifty year old damascene embroidery that again like taking this traditional embroidery and making it modern so I work with the women who are displaced in Damascus on sort of the designs which is all happens via whatsapp for the most part obviously naturally <laughs> naturally yeah. yeah what other medium would you use yeah. Um, yeah I kind of send them like with the design that I want and then colors and then they put these up they 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 embroider them on these pouches. So we sell these um, really beautiful sort of, again, reusable um, small and large pouches that the soaps come in. So again, it's back to that packaging of like taking things that are traditional old school reminiscent of our heritage and culture and giving it that 2.0 like modern updated, like, you know, look and feel. So like I try, whenever I travel, for example, if I'm even going away for the weekend, like I'll throw in my soap bar into like these small Ahabani pouches in my soup, my little getaway bag and my whole bag will smell of the soap. Um, and then I can use it in the shower. So it's like a full body bar. Um, you're not using any plastic. So it's like zero waste. I let it dry out, put it back in the, the pouch. It looks beautiful. Throw it back in the suitcase and my, and my clothes all smell nice. So um, there's many layers to the products. I think that was also key 
multi-use, you know, again, eco-friendly, and then um, how do we celebrate our heritage and our culture in like the most modern way? Yeah, I was going to say the environmental um, aspect of this, something else that's really great. Um, Which I feel like kind of inherently ties to like having it be like handmade and artisan quality, because like obviously like it's it's not being mass produced in an environmentally shitty way anyway. Obviously, there's, you know, things you can do to really be conscious about that. But um, I think like sometimes tradition is already closer to eco-friendly than whatever else we'd be doing. Exactly, which is so interesting. Like, if you do go back to a lot of our traditions, we were like, you know, our grandmother was doing things that was eco-friendly way before we even knew what that was, you know, like, our grandparents were reusing and, you know, like, creating things and making things that were all eco-friendly with very raw ingredients. Um, So it's also an ode to that, you know, like a lot of people, when they smell the soap, they feel like they're back at their grandmother's or grandparents' home, um, which is a really nice kind of nostalgic thing. But yeah, so many of my grandmother's like recipes, traditions, things she put on her face, using olive oil on your body, you know, as the moisturizer, like this was so like way ahead of what we're talking about now. And we're, we're really all going back to basics, I feel, um, of basics to our traditions and roots in many ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to talk about like how you and the other co-founders came together to do this? Yeah, so, um, so like I said, I'm an artist and I worked in the nonprofit business. And after about three years of that, it was very draining, obviously, working on the border and sort of coming back to California. It was just a very difficult transition. So I took a time out, ended up going into work at a medical device company in their marketing department. And I knew also that wasn't where I wanted to be. So I kind of went from like nonprofit to corporate within, you know, kind of the pendulum swung from one side to the other. And I, I felt very strongly that I wanted to be somewhere in the middle. Like I wanted to create meaningful products that were intentional. Um, and so I ended up, the two co-founders that I started with were people that I knew from the nonprofit and the business sector. And they're also women, Syrian American women that I respected and admired. So when I left, it, there was something I feel about the universe that kind of all brought us together inherently. Um, so sometimes I feel like when you put out an intention out there, you do get like a helping hand from the universe somehow. So I remember Realma, for example, like I had just left my corporate job and two weeks later, she, you know, doesn't normally live in California. She told me she was in town in Laguna Beach because I live in Irvine, um, California, and that she was like, hey, let's meet up for coffee. I haven't seen you in a while. Let's catch up. And she asked me what I was doing. And I told her and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I'd love to be part of that, you know, and it was this conversation um, and that led to kind of like, you know, everyone coming together. And, and I think sometimes that's how things just start, you know, like we didn't know what we were getting into. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur because I believe like if you actually know what goes into it, most people probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, so I think part of it, I mean, we spent a good year researching and tr- sort of curating what we were going to do. Like, I mean, I, I tried maybe like, so many different soaps manufacturers between Turkey, Lebanon, and Syria. So I was getting all these samples of soaps 
And ultimately I, you know, decided on this one manufacturer in Aleppo because his was the best. And, um, yeah, it, 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 that part in and of itself took a good, a good chunk of our time, just kind of researching, seeing what artisans we could work with, seeing if they were able to actually make enough product, figuring out the shipping. There's also customs in LA, Syria is a sanctioned country. So we had to figure that out. Yeah, how does oh that yeah. Work? How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> So there was a lot, there was, like I said, if I didn't, it was a good thing I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's, uh, there is a lot. Um, luckily, because we fall under the craft and arts um, category, we we were able to get the product out. It doesn't, um, yeah, so that's kind of why we were, that was okay. Um, but yeah, like you, you do a lot of just research and just kind of figure out what you're going to sell and why and if you're able to provide enough of that, like we get containers about twice a year of product. Um, so between then you're working on with the artisans on creating the product then shipping them here. When they arrive here, they all have to be packed and wrapped. So we do all the wrapping here. So all the soap that you see is, is hand wrapped here. Actually, we get the raw materials there and then we hand wrap it here. Um, inventory, it gets photographed because it needs its own photo shoot, of course. Um, and then, yeah, that's how we create the products. It's it's definitely a process and we've learned so much. Um, and I really enjoyed every minute of it. It's been so much fun and I definitely like kind of bigger than I had envisioned. So I feel very grateful um, to be in this position and, you know, just to do meaningful work ultimately. Yeah. yeah. I think that like, I talked to so many people who've worked in like, similar aspects of the nonprofit sector that you were like, especially things that are like, so like high trauma and like personal to them. And it's, while it's like so important, it's also like, I feel like it has a timestamp on it. Like most people can only do that for so long. Right. Like, and it doesn't mean that's not great that they did it, but it's also, I don't know. It, it takes a lot out of you. And then at some point people have to be like, what's, what can I do that's sustainable for me? And this, definitely seems like that's been that for you and your co-founders yeah that's 100 percent true that's exactly it i needed something sustainable um because it's heavy stuff you know and i wanted to still help you know at the same time because that was important to me um so yeah there ha i felt like there had to be a better way i just that was just kind of my gut instinct it was like there's got to be a better way um than what we're doing and there's got to be a more sustainable way. And there's got to be a way where, again, we're giving people their value for producing something that's beautiful, like, because it's so important to me, at least, to do that, too. Um, so, yeah, you're actually helping a country's economy in some ways, too. Rebuild itself, ultimately, and, and giving a family the chance to rebuild itself. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, probably during the pandemic, like it's really helping economically, um, like even more in a way. Well, what was funny is that during what happened in the pandemic for us is when March hit, you know, we were such a young company, right? Like we launched in 20, end of 2019 about. And so we had this huge container of product that arrived and the pandemic hit. So we had to, we had set up all these trade shows. 
um, craft shows that we were going to participate in events, all those got canceled. So what ended up happening is that we realized um, we're in the soap business. So this should be, (laughs) this should work, right? Um, so when, so when that kind of light bulb hit, uh, we ended up partnering with a lot of local nonprofits here in the U S because we knew that like nonprofits in America were struggling because it was just across the board. It hit everyone really hard. So while people were worried about the pandemic, these nonprofits were also worrying about getting donations and funding. Um, so what we ended up doing was sort of partnering with nonprofits in the sense that we were doing these virtual fundraisers with them. So we would do like a weekend, either a 72 hour fundraiser or a month long or a week long. And so every, a portion of the proceeds was going to that nonprofit. So the sales from from the proceeds would go to help that nonprofit. So we, our first one was actually a um, one based in, in Texas. It was called TAPS and uh, it was helping women of domestic violence. Um, and cause that went up a lot during the pandemic and there's a lot of people that were afraid to, to even be in their own home. So that was really special. And it was great because people were able to either purchase the product or send a soap gift to someone that they loved, which was very appropriate to be able to do that. So it was a win-win for, for, for everyone. Um, we were able to expand who we were as a, as a business and a company, as well as do like online events and then help like nonprofits. And um, we also would send gifts, soap gifts to medical and, health, and healthcare workers who are on the front line and doing so much great work. We also felt it was important that they were recognized. Um, and we got some great feedback where people felt like they could come home and have this like almost aromatherapy experience from the soaps and the loofahs, um, which was really special. Uh, yeah, and then we did a hygiene, we raised money for hygiene kits for the homeless community in LA. So for a month long, we collaborated with an organization called uh, Mercy um, Love Intellect, and they've been helping the homeless community for many years. So again, anything that was purchased during that month, during Ramadan actually is when we launched it. Um, they, we donated a percentage of our proceeds to ILM foundation. Um, so they were able to then purchase hygiene kits, which were like $10 for the local. So again, it's a big part of the giving, like just sort of our ethos. And it was also special to be able to say Syrians that were in Syria were somehow actually part of the chain of helping Americans that were struggling in a pandemic. So now we were again, changing the narrative where it wasn't that like, let's help Syrians in this kind of like 10 year of like, you know, how are we gonna raise money to help Syrians? But now Syrians felt like they were somehow giving back as well. So I felt really powerful, you know, like message that we did. And I'm, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, God, you haven't been going for that long and you've done so yeah, much, that's, that's incredible. So very relevant things across the board. Yeah, it's incredible. It takes a team. It takes a village. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy to be on, but really it's not just me. It's like an entire team of us. Um, whether it's volunteers or interns or the founders, like we're all like in it, you know, like I think part of it too, is that we felt like because this is such an important cause, like we really all put our efforts in to keep it going, keep it alive. 
um, because it was such a new, like, it's like, it was a new baby. It was like a baby. It was a new business as a baby. And like, we, we felt like we've come this far and this pandemic hit and it's just like, we had to kind of roll up our sleeves and just get down in the dirt and do what it had to take, like what, it, what we had to do to, to keep it going. Yeah. You made really quick adjustments and I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And we're looking for interns. So we're always looking for interns. So shout out to anyone out there. Oh, sweet. And always, anyone yeah. listening. Anyone listening who wants to intern. We're always looking for interns. Um, you know, it's usually like a minimum of three months and uh, you gain a lot of experience and knowledge. And so, yeah, reach out, um, email us. Um, hello at Mint and Laurel. You know, we'd love to hear from you. So oh, that too. Great. <laughs> um, and how... So people can email you and they can also follow your Insta, which is it. It's just Mint and Laurel, right? Or yeah, we're on Instagram, words. Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Um, I love Pinterest, by the way. It's great. Such great inspiration there. And yeah, Instagram. We're on Instagram, Mint and Laurel. Yeah. So and the website is mintandlaurel.com. Perfect. Um, yeah. I guess, um, what's, do you have a sense of like, what's next for y'all? Like, do you have any, anything planned down the line? Of course. That you can share? Of course. Not, I don't know if I can share yet, but okay. we would okay. do that. Of course, of course. Yeah, okay. we have an exciting product coming up um, that I'm super excited about for really about, uh, again, inspired by the Me Too movement and sort of how women rock and, you know, a product that you can give to an inspiring woman in your life who is a rock star, which I think is so many of us, you know, um, that's coming down the pipeline for new products. And we're possibly um, doing a big holiday um, for the holidays. We hope to, you know, collaborate with or partner with another nonprofit for the holidays. So look out for that. But yeah, definitely like follow us, check us out. We're always dropping new fun products everything and anything to do with soap, generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Um, you guys have to try our soap, too. They're like... Yeah, I, de I definitely yeah, want to. Yeah, after listening to all this, I need to. Yeah. Yeah, and, you, and if so, you sign up for a newsletter, you get a 10% discount for everyone who wants to sign up for our newsletters. Our newsletters okay. are really fun. I personally design them because I have a lot of fun with them, too. Cool. Um, check those out but yeah the, the soaps like i said are amazing i always talk about how i have eczema and like dry skin mm -hmm. and it's the only thing i've been using in my shower um daily and i don't even need lotion anymore because it's got five ingredients you've got the laurel oil which is the hud olive oil the essential oil water and lye um and that's it cool. and it's been like since i switched from shower gels to bar soap it's been a huge like huge change on my skin so nice. okay i'm definitely trying to yeah um well thank you again so much for coming on it was great to connect with you and hear more about the this amazing like i i hadn't realized just how new this was um because you've done so much and thank you just hearing and you guys are doing amazing work too i love what you guys stand for what you're doing we support you thank you um, thank anything you. that we can do on our end too happy to do that um i love that there's this like kind of channel and this kind of space for people to just be who they are so thank you also for what you guys yeah, are doing i appreciate that yeah, glad we got connected so yeah. thanks mandy again yeah 
Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook at The Queer Arabs, and our website is thequeerarabs.com. And we're on pretty much every podcast app. So thanks all for listening. Thank you.